0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hello, theatre fans, one and all, and welcome back to the We Are Theatre podcast. Today, I'm in my hometown for the first time. This is really exciting. Daniel Stoddart is joining me. Hi, Dan. How are you going? Hey, good. How are you? I am fantastic, guys. For those of you that have been listening to my shows for a while, this is actually the first uh, podcast we've done in person, which is even better. Um, so, Dan, for those that don't know you, do you just want to walk us through what you do um, here in Newcastle and abroad? Well, not abroad, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I started out as, as a humble actor um, back in the university days at the University of Newcastle. Um, and then as I found my way through the, the theatre industry here in Newcastle, working with a lot of the amateur theatre companies, I was also working for um, uh, the Newcastle City Council with um, event producing and event promoting um, various place activation things in and around the city. Um, and that kind of led me into producing. We produced a, a show with um, Phil Collins from um, Hunter Publishing, a show called The Ultra Swing Lounge, which was fairly popular back in the day <laughs> when I was younger and less grey. Um, and yeah, and then uh, along the lines of producing. We also established a few companies along the along the way with um, the Youth Acting Academy Hunter Drama and uh, the very popular theatre company um, Hunter Drama's kind of been my baby that we've established over the last thirteen years and that's led to some fantastic opportunities yeah. for the young people here in in the Hunter but also also for me personally as well um, being afforded the opportunity to, to direct and. Produce big scale musicals and take groups of children over for some skills development
1: workshops in New York and yep. yeah yeah awesome. Yep. Going like looking back at where you are right now, um, is this where you thought you would have ended up? Was this always the goal in mind to produce, direct, and run your own companies? Essentially, <laughs>
0: absolutely not. No, this is like um, one of those things where where I, I I teach all the kids that come through the doors here. I, I sort of say. You know, you've just got to be open to opportunities when they come up, and 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 say yes to things and yeah. try things. It might not necessarily be what you had set out when you finish your HSC and go right. I'm going to be an actor. Yeah, it doesn't. Y- you can't pigeon yourself that that specifically. You have to be open to things. But yeah, it's it's a wild ride. Um, yeah. And it's definitely not what I expected I would be
1: doing by by this age, yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Having like two companies and a youth development center under your belt. Yeah. Um. What are some like big learning curves that you've had to go through over the last thirteen plus years to be where you are now? Um.
0: Oh, there's so many, and you learn something. I I, I learn something every day, and yep. I think any any person that's interested in self development probably should be open to that concept. But it's Picking something that really stands out would be the ability to communicate with people, I think, and to have um, meaningful connections with people to build that that mutual respect in order to work collaboratively with people. I think that's at the heart of what we do, not just as actors, because when we're on stage we have to have that meaningful dialogue, not just script-wise but also subconsciously but in terms of business as well and and growing entrepreneurially I think it it's it really is about having good people around you and that mutual respect like the nobody achieves anything without having wonderful people around them and not just people that are going to say yes to you all the time but people that will challenge you yeah. and that you can respect those challenges yeah so I think that's kind of been one of the biggest things I've learned I know that's a bit yeah philosophical <laughs> and not like a practical thing.
1: Yeah, No, 100%. Like I think surrounding yourself with people that aren't always going to be yes men, that are going to be like, maybe that idea is not the best or here's a way we could take that idea and shift it and then it grows in and blossoms to that next idea that Absolutely. that's that big thing. Like yep. if you surround yourself with yes men, it's going to be hard to succeed because you're just going to be going off your own ideas and then all of a sudden you're going to think you're the best in the world when yep. really... You know, yeah, subpar. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's the hu- that's at at the heart of collaboration
0: too, yeah. which our entire industry is built on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Speaking of business, twenty twenty probably yep. one of the roughest years <laughs> to be a business owner. Oh. Um, talk me through the process um, that you guys had to go through. Obviously to take care of your staff and the kids that come here as well um, along yeah. with getting shows back on stage. Cause you guys reopened in June, which was really good turnaround after just a short shutdown. So what was that yeah. like kind of dealing with COVID and everything and getting everything back to a safe space for yeah. people to come back to?
0: Well, I, I guess speaking of surrounding yourself with wonderful people, I, I'm really lucky and and blessed to have a, a fantastic business partner in my wife Haley. <laughs> um, she's our she's our Miss Practical. Yep. When when things go wrong, Haley rises to the occasion, <laughs> and she just e- excels in in that area. So I I'm the sort of person who will just sort of crumble and go into this emotional. <laughs> depressed mess laying yes. on the floor rocking in the corner sweating <laughs> and Haley's like no come on we need to do this but um, after we get over that kind of initial punch to the face of COVID you need to shut down and you're going to have no business and you know, you're not going to be able to feed your kids and pay the mortgage and all that kind of stuff um, it, it really comes down to just taking each little step at a time and figuring out what do I have control of um, forgetting about the things that you you can't control you can't control the pandemic you can't control whether people uh, are going to pay to put money into your business still to be online Mm -hmm. like and drama and acting is one of the most unlikely things that you would ever expect because it's such a a thing where you need to be in the room with people and you need to like look them in the eye and you need to read their body language and tone in voice and you, you lose all of those fundamentals when you're staring through a screen at yeah. somebody, it makes it so difficult. But, um, as, as all of us creative people in the industry have, have learned or, or not learned, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's hard and, and using platforms that are available like, like zoom and a- again, just communicating with people and being open and honest and saying, this is the situation, um, this is what we're trying to do, kids. We're, we're trying to offer you something to look yep. forward to each week. Um, we've, we've redeveloped our syllabus from in-person to online so that all of the activities and skills that you'll be doing are all reformatted and re- reconsidered. Um, it, it was just breaking it down into those small little days yep. and weeks and then months of how we're going to cope with this. Um, yeah, but... So difficult and so lucky to have people like Haley who are so flexible and open to um, just picking picking up the pieces and
1: yeah. trying to reassemble them in a in an orderly way. Yeah, mm. 100%. Coming to June and getting classes back in and everything like that, what was that vibe like having people come back after time off, being away from things and being like, cool, let's go?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know how like over – When you finish work at Christmas time and you go on that Christmas holiday break, (laughs) and then everybody comes back like, "Woo, let's let's go!" It was kind of a little bit like that, but without the Christmas. Yeah. Um. So there was no happiness for the Christmas. It was just that everybody was gone and yeah, mopey. And then, um. And then it was everybody came back. Um. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of the people came back. We probably lost. Over the course of it, probably a few hundred students and then we recoup some of those people. Um, but but 20, 2021 has been like a, a phoenix rising yeah. from the ashes, really. Like we've had the most students we've ever had um, trying drama this year and not a lot of um, a lot of the people who have participated in the past have re-enrolled but there's a lot of new faces walking yeah. through the building that, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's because of... People have been behind screens for so long and they really want to get out and actually play in a room with yep. actual people.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there's just something out there. And I think yeah. I think that was a big thing is that there was a, such a massive push on how important the arts is in our society during COVID with everything shutting down, nothing being on. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were able to see how important the arts were through social media and maybe that yeah. was enough to spark some interest being like, Hey, this seems like a pretty cool thing. Or, um, but yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Speaking of buildings, yep, new building as yep. well in 2020. So <laughs> yeah. was that always a plan from the outgo of 2020 or d- oh, was that? No, no, yeah? ab- no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just that another one of those opportunities that presented itself, but there was a, there was a little bit of pushing from us. You have to take opportunities and kind of go, okay what can I do with this and mm. we were kind of looking at COVID and I sort of turned my hand to writing a musical just to keep myself from um, getting too sad about not being able to be on a stage and working in a room with people but it was it, it, we were just driving around one day and we drove past this particular building and um, thought oh geez that, that's in a really good location if we ever if we ever like needed to move or whatever, that'd be really great. It's in the in the center of a nice eclectic gentrifying area, similar to uh, Belvoir Street down in Sydney in Surrey Hills. Um, we're here in Islington and Newcastle. There's lots of wonderful shops around and cafes and quirky little um, boutiques that are that are down here. So it, it was a perfect spot. And then we just sort of Googled it when we got home and. When we Googled it, lo and behold, it was for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we contacted the the agent, and after some negotiations, it, it worked out really really well. And the the man who was selling the building, he was um, incredibly incredibly. His name is uh, Peter Tetran, who runs the is um, part of the Tetran family. He'll run um, diesel fitouts and uh, an engineering. Also here in Islington, and he was just wonderful, and he really came to the party and supported what we're trying to do, and really helped us, um, helped us get into the building, and yeah. it, so it was just a, it was a lot of things that just felt right, yeah, um, and and obviously the finances worked out as well, and um, COVID was a great time for us to just <laughs> renovate, like we yeah. would never have been able to do this under normal circumstances because we would have been busy doing day-to-day stuff, yeah. but having six months of just nothing to do, yeah.
1: Um,
0: why not renovate a, a warehouse?
1: Has <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it got a lot more space than the old warehouse as well, yeah. which makes it really easy to have multiple companies of actors and yep. different classes going on. Um, so getting shows back in, what yep. was that like having rehearsals start back up and then have shows go back into the Civic Theatre and the Playhouse? Uh,
0: it was it sort of felt it, it was really special it was it was just awesome the 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 kids were, were buzzing the staff were just elated the audiences were so uh, appreciative and supportive like regardless of the quality of the of the product <laughs> but the, the quality was great yeah. mind you but it, it, that wasn't that wasn't the essence of what was important I think it was getting that um, that collaboration and that buzz happening in a in a yeah. live theater room again was was just so special, and everybody just had their eye on on that prize. Yeah. Um, and and at the time it was fifty percent capacities and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So there was there was just no there was no way to profit off any yeah. any of these types of things because most most producers budget off like a minimum of fifty percent houses, and that was all you could sell, but what was important was was creating that space again for creative people to to do um what's innately part of them yeah Mm.
1: i love that and so moving into 2021 um the outlook for you guys right now you've got shows opening this year um what what have you guys got on the go right now there's chess with very popular yep. what else is coming up
0: um we've uh, got Roldale's the witches with hunter drama that's coming up at the civic playhouse that was one of the one of our covid victims that um was canceled due to due to the pandemic and we're, we're starting rehearsals on saturday i think for um, getting the cast back together and yeah. getting that back on on the on the boil um, what else have we got? We've also got the Mystery Musical coming up at the Civic Playhouse, which is really exciting. Um, it was super popular when we did it in 2018.
1: I remember um, the buzz around that. If you guys aren't from Newcastle, like this is – it was one of the most fun times. Like the amount of people that were talking about it, trying to figure out what was going on. Like one of the weirdest theatrical experiences you'll <laughs> ever have, going to a show and not knowing what you're seeing. It, but yeah. it works so well, especially when you're like, you're like oh, this is oh, – okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: and in, even if you didn't like the actual show, you kind of went along with it anyway yeah. because it was like, Oh, this person's playing this person and this person's yeah. oh and it's got that song in it. Oh. So yeah. there was there was a whole bunch of people there that wouldn't particularly like the, the Adams family, which one exactly. was I've still got a bit of post traumatic stress <laughs> when I say it. <laughs> but um, there was also the people that did love it and just having that positiveness in the room was it was electric. Yeah yeah um, so yeah mystery musicals happening again in uh april may um and then also with the very popular theater company we've got um andrew Bavel's things i know to be true which mm-hmm. is a play coming up um and then at the end of the year we're doing a, a major season of jersey boys at the civic theater as well which is very exciting newcastle premiere
1: that's going to be so yeah. fun that um if this doesn't explain to you how uh, in tune Daniel is with the Newcastle Theatre, he pretty much, 95% of the, <laughs> it's all him. <laughs> it's great. There are some yes. other amazing companies <laughs> out there, but like the amount of shows that these guys put on across all age ranges throughout the year is just second to none, which oh. is fantastic. Oh, that's
0: very flattering. That's nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does this industry, the theatre industry, mean to you as a person?
0: Oh, it's, um, it's. It's everything really it's what gets us out of bed in the morning it's it's that old adage if you feel if you don't feel like you're going to work you never If you love what you do you never work a day in your life and it it literally is that um like it's it's hard work don't don't get me wrong but it's we just love what we do and we this just the value of theatre in in a community cannot be underestimated it's the it brings people together it it we used to tell stories when we had nothing else to do. We would eat, need shelter and we would need to share stories together yeah. and it, it really does fit that, that section of what we need as humans. So building the industry here in Newcastle is also something that I'm really, really passionate about because I think Newcastle's on the cusp of some really interesting things we we were known as that old steel city with yeah. the smoke pouring out of the BHP, with ships coming in and out of the harbour. And although we do have ships coming in and out of the harbour <laughs> still, um, it's we don't have that stigma anymore. Where we're sort of on the cusp of this new, um, new evolution of tourism and culture and and art and sort of riding that wave and throwing our theatre into the mix is it's really exciting and audiences are growing like last year we not last year the year before when we did Mamma Mia at the Civic Theatre we broke huge records Mm. for for audience sizes in in that building and yes it's Mamma Mia but it, it was really exciting to see lots of traditional theatre goers, but also non-traditional theatre goers walking through the door and sitting down and saying, what's this theatre thing? Uh, Yeah,
1: I think that's been a huge trend as well, not even just in Newcastle, but across Australia is a lot of new people coming to theatre, whether that be the show itself or whatever it is, a lot of people are trying it, which is really good to see from obviously a producer's and business perspective, but also just as a uh, theatrically fan and that type of thing, seeing new faces experiencing even for the first time like seeing someone experience a show for the first time is just so cool it's
0: almost more interesting to watch their face yeah kind of going oh how does this whole thing (laughs) like lights and (laughs) people and wow yeah Yeah.
1: um so going from um having uh these shows coming and investing in the community and everything like that seeing all um And nurturing the talent here as well and seeing so many of those people go off to VCA, NIDA, that type of thing. I think we've got a solid talent pool here as well where our shows are competing with some of the best shows coming out of Sydney Community Theatre and on. So um, what are your goals as a producer and a potential director as well um, when you look at shows um, to put on?
0: Um, I think... Newcastle has a really particular um, a really particular taste um, in in what they what they choose to spend their money on and it's nice to push that taste um, and it's nice to offer people something that they think is familiar and happy to invest their discretionary income on but it's it's nice to present it in a way that, they don't always expect. So something, things I know to be true, for example, is, is some, is a play that, uh, um, it's a beautiful play by, by, um, Andrew Bevel. And it's, for all intensive purposes, it's about a, a suburban family, um, in, in Adelaide. Growing up, all of the children leave home and go off and do their own thing. But it, it has a, it has a flavor to it that you, you just don't expect. And, Combining those two things I- in all of the shows that we do is, is something that I really look for. So it's not just something that's been done before. Like Jersey Boys is, um, you know, we, we've seen it. We've seen it in Melbourne. We've seen it in Sydney. Um, and we've seen it with a particular casting. We've seen it with a particular set, a particular style. But taking that and working with the creative team to, to say, well, well, what can we do with it and what... What what can we find and what what's new about it? Mm. What can we what can we how can we look at it through the lens of twenty twenty one and you know look at look at casting and, and diversity in casting and just because Frankie Valley is is a is a white guy maybe he could be played by somebody other than a white guy yeah. like um so lo- looking at looking at things like that to um yeah just to kind of stretch the audience's expectation a little bit and yeah. offer them something new. Is what I always look for. And something fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. exciting. And just hearing you talk about theatre, like it really inspires me. Like yeah. you're one of the reasons I'm here doing this, your passion for this industry. Um you really I, I'm it laying it on, on today. today. <laughs> 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 no, but like um like when I first came into this industry, Dan and Haley like offered me opportunities and that's why I get to be here today because I got to experience things that I wouldn't have anywhere else. Um, So, like, walking example of what they're trying to do here, um, which is really important. Um, So to wrap us up, Dan. Okay. Producers out there that either are new to the industry and, say, started in 2019 and had 2020 as a (laughs) (laughs) speed-up or um, long-time producers that didn't bounce back from 2020 they were expected to, what's some advice for those people that are looking to get their shows on stage that... Oh, um
0: it's it's um I don't know I think <laughs> it, it, we, the conversation has kind of done f- a full circle but i I really think whether you whether starting out or whether new or reinvesting in a project that was cancelled it, it really comes down to getting in and just doing the work and and also being aware of those tiny little opportunities that you may not think are opportunities but just being open to, the, the people around you, finding like-minded people that uh, are keen to jump on the train and go for a ride with you. Um, and it may not it may not um, eventuate in the way that you originally anticipated, but it might create something different and special, yeah, and being open to that happening, I think is is what I would recommend. <laughs> that,
1: that is the perfect way to wrap us up, guys. If you are interested in any of the shows going on up here in Newcastle, I guarantee you guys will have a fun time. We have a fantastic uh, theatre up here that you guys will just absolutely love. So if you're from Sydney or a, a beyond and you can travel safely, uh, make sure you check out all the links down below in the description box for all the upcoming shows for the Hunter drama and very popular theatre company Seasons. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the We Are Theatre podcast.